0: Hi, and thanks for listening to the Turtle Talks podcast, a podcast which will cover the comings and goings of the Happy Dancing Turtle Garden crew through the upcoming year. We'll cover topics ranging from planning your garden to putting your garden to bed. Now, to learn more about us, go to happydancingturtle.org. Now, let's get started. Okay, this is all the stuff that... Scratched out. We're just yeah. going to start off fresh. Okay. Uh, How's that sound?
1: Just not look exactly. at that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Remember, we're having a conversation. We don't even need.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a guideline. We have to have a. You have to, have a, a you have
2: to have an outline, or this outline. conversation could go anywhere. <laughs> anywhere, right? That could be
0: fun. Talk about or not. The- <laughs> we could talk about the twins' chances this year. I like to talk about that. We can go for hours on that if you
1: want. Um. <laughs> don't think you're going to get a lot of conversation about
0: that. Oh. <clears throat> awesome. Thanks for joining in uh, to Turtle Talks with the Garden Crew. Um, my name is Colin McLean. I work marketing at Happy Dancing Turtle. I'm joined with Jim Chamberlain and Allison Ryan, who work in the garden and do so much more. But their expertise, of course, is today we're going to be talking about um, how we're starting the seeds. It's um, mid-February when we're recording this, and there's still snow on the ground, We uh, are getting below zero temperatures, and it's just hard to figure out why anyone would live up here. But then we realize, in in four months or so, it's going to be paradise. Um, So we just have to.
1: Paradise right now, Colin. (laughs) You just don't understand.
0: I don't agree with that, but uh, but 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 when we get the paradise, um, stuff's already green, stuff's growing, so that kind of means that you got to plan ahead. A little bit and from what uh, the garden crew is telling me now is the time to start planning for your garden Um, and one way to do that is to kind of just see what you want to put in it so we're gonna mainly be talking about um, seed selection and how to make that choice
1: of what we want to grow Jim I'm gonna toss it over to you let's see where we go so yeah first of all you want to you need to decide what you're gonna grow and what your goals are and how much you're gonna grow um, my big goal
0: at the end of the summer is to have uh, enough uh, produce to make salsa. That, that would be my goal. So for an instance, what would I need to do now?
1: Well, you'd have to figure out the kind of tomato you want to grow. If you're doing salsa, you probably want to take paste tomato. Um, and then <clears throat> how hot you want it, the types of peppers you're going to put in it, that kind of thing, and, and your spices. Onions, of course, and then you have to figure out how much salsa you want. Um, you know, based on that, you need to figure out how much tomato, how much all, all the different things you're going to grow to make, to make the salsa you want to make. Um, the same thing if you're doing a large-scale large large scale garden to, to feed your family and put crops away for the winter, storage crops or do canning or any of that. You, you need to get an idea how much you need to grow and, and how much space that's going to take up in your garden. And then after that, then you can start looking at individual varieties of seed. So um, the first thing you wanna look for when you start looking at varieties is um, maybe what type of seed they are, whether they're a, whether they're a hybrid or open pollinated or an heirloom, um, that can play into the role of, of what type of seeds you're gonna grow. Or we're
0: copy we we should stop right there and just kind of maybe define a little bit about what uh, hybrid heirloom and uh, open pollinated means. Could you just cover that real just real quick?
2: So a hybrid is has two different parents. That <laughs> so two different parents are taken and and crossed to make this hybrid, and um, because you have parent stock, and the hybrid will not the seed seeds of the hybrid will not be true
1: to itself, to itself. To, you will not get, get the variety.
2: You will not get that hybrid variety. If you save those seeds,
1: you is, could get traits from either one of the parents. You is could it,
2: get some, whatever you'll get something, but cool.
1: Cool. <laughs> who is, knows? Is there an example
0: of that? A, a popular one that maybe I would know about A hybrid seed sort, oh. sort, sort of but, apple or something, or are they all hybrids? Or is that just uh, something that's passed down, you know, as as tended to and and you know doctored a little bit, you know, through the ages? You know, I mean, take mm. a look at some of the pictures of of say like watermelon from the from the Middle Ages, and well, it's completely different than yeah. what we have
1: now.
2: <laughs> well, we could use an example that doesn't relate to plants and talk about labradoodles. <laughs> labradoodles are hybrids. They're a p- parent poodle and a parent labrador
0: they're so cute
2: (laughs) they are adorable but if you start breeding labradoodles to labradoodles you're not you're going to get different traits coming from those hybrids and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but if you want a labradoodle an f1 labradoodle hybrid (laughs) (laughs) you need a poodle and a um and a labrador
1: for from a production standpoint, we move to hybrid seeds a lot, and um, hybrid seeds are, are seeds that are basically bred in a. Um, they're hy- They're they're bred to, to for certain characteristics, um, and they don't reproduce true to seed source. So if you if you plant a hybrid tomato, and you try to save the seed from it, you're not going to get that same plant back. Open pollinated means that. They will breed true to source if done correctly, so that you can you can that, that you can save that seed and replant it. Um, so, so that's just another way to say heirloom. Well, no heirlooms heirlooms just a term for a a variety of vegetable that's been around for a long time, or a variety of a plant that has been bred and been around for a long time. So okay, um,
2: usually from the old country. Yep. So you know it's an heirloom from the my great great grandma who lived in Italy. You sure. know um, mm-hmm. these these were were seeds and varieties that were um, cultivated over generations, and um, that means they are typically adapted to the region, you know that they originated from. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going to want to look for qualities and requirements of the seed that match your region
1: and there's a theory that open pollinated plants will over generations of those crops year after year if they're grown in a certain region on a certain soil um, with a certain climate that they'll adapt to that to that to those conditions an open pollinated evolve i guess
0: right yeah they they Mm -hmm. evolve
1: to to do better if if you do good seed saving and good breeding so you're always picking the best and and hardest of the crops (laughs) pollinated packets I, I need to go get the seeds okay there
0: are literally hundreds of places that you can purchase seeds you can go online can go to your hardware store go to catalogs such as uh, fedco johnny's uh, man seed savers exchange there's a uh, hundred
1: hundreds more everybody, but everybody gets everybody, anybody that plants a garden gets a gurney seed catalog they i think they monitor the With aerial photos or something, satellite (laughs) imagery to to see if you have a garden. If you do, you get a green catalog. Those guys
0: are planting. (laughs) (laughs) Get the address. Right, right. (laughs) But uh, regardless where you get them, you're going to see certain facts on the seed packet or in the catalog that kind of define what the seed is, what how it behaves in the ground, how it was, I guess, designed. You know, to, 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 for lack of a better word. Mm Uh, maybe we can kind of cover what you'd expect to see on, uh, and, and what information you'd learn from uh, just the seed packet. We've got a couple right in front of us, and uh, and uh, we got one here from Fedco Seeds, and this one here is called the Purple Blush Tomatillo, and there's a lot of information here. Just to divvy out, we'll we'll let Jim kind of talk us through it.
1: Well, there's not. A, this is actually the Fedco seed doesn't put a lot of information on there on. Fedco company doesn't put a lot of information on their seed packet compared to some. Um, it has just real basic information. First of all, it has the the name of the of the plant. In this case, the Purple blushed Tomatillo. Um, and this is an open pollinated seed. If it was um, and it's and it's organic, it says it's it's organic. Um, if it was a hybrid, it would have like an F1 or a different characteristic behind it to. That would describe the breeding process that was done to make that heirloom. If it doesn't have that then it's a typically an open pollinated. Um, it also has the days to maturity so that's just a simple um, that's just an estimate of how long it takes that plant to um, produce a mature fruit. Um, and then it has seeding depth and, and spacing information um, and then basically how far apart you know the spacing how far apart how much space they need in the garden because when you plant that little tomatillo out it's going to look like it has plenty of room to grow but by august you're going to be wishing you'd probably planted them further apart
0: yep follow the instructions that's, that's and and you'll get a good good harvest
1: now if you look at the seed saver one that we have here they have quite a bit more information they they tell you a little bit about the plant and and um and the culture, um, sometimes they'll give a little bit of the history of the plant, um, different things like that. This one has green thumb tips. So it gives you, kind of some special information about growing and kind of some of the characteristics that that kind of plant likes. So, so there's no shortage
0: of places to find them. Uh, but if you're just looking to get started, where would you guys recommend looking? I always liked the Baker's Creek. Catalog because of the pretty pictures. (laughs) I mean, they are hand drawn and and just delightful to look at. Um, I don't know. What do you? you, I mean, that's that. There's more to it than that. You have to have
1: your information in in the the winter. The garden gardeners have to have their their fix. Um, So pretty pictures in the catalogs, I guess, are kind of important. That's what you need. You (laughs) know, keep you motivated. Some of the catalogs will have a lot more information. I know like the federal catalog here has a lot of information on the different varieties and, and, um, you know, different characteristics of the fruit as well as their growing, um, you know, what they like for growing, um, conditions. Um, some of the catalogs like Johnny's will get into, um, productivity. So, you know, if you know about how many pounds of, of potatoes, for example, you want to grow, you can look in the Johnny's catalog and I'll tell you how many Pounds of seed potato you need, and how many row feet of 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 that crop you're going to need, so you can kind of figure out your spacing in your garden. Um, yeah, of course, there's a ton of books out there that'll give you that kind of information too, as far as planning a family garden and and how much of everything you're going to need to feed a family of four, for example.
0: Sure, and, and we'll put a couple links in uh, in uh, the bio of this issue, so, uh, so you guys can have a good jump start. here in Minnesota in Titan River we are zone 3A and uh, talking to Jim this morning kind of kindly informed me that we have about around a hundred days from a uh, growing time from around Memorial Day um, to through the uh, second week in September.
1: Well, that was uh, that was the old rule right um, I don't know if we have a rule anymore um, it seems like some last few years, we've had a really late frost. I think it went into October last year, or maybe that was the year before. So yeah, you hope for 100, 110 days. Um, lately, it seems like we've been getting that at least. So so basically look at your seed packet, your type of variety, your variety of vegetable, and, and how long that takes to mature. And if it's, if it's over 100 days, I usually don't consider it and look for a variety that's shorter.
0: The hoop houses help extend the uh, the, the, the range of our, our growing time uh, from the front end to the back end by giving us a little give us a little leeway through the frost when it hits, uh, a little protection. Um, but if you didn't have that, how would you be able to um, better time it? Do you know what I mean? How would you learn how to? When well, would you your, want to plant it? I guess if you didn't have those added, most of your
1: seed packets are going to give you the information on whether it should be direct seeded or. or started indoors Mm -hmm. Um, so that kind of gives you you know you'll be able to find that information like for peppers or if you're starting onions from seed it'll tell you how long you should start that crop before it's transplanted outside or whether it should just be direct seeded there's certain things that you 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 just you know should be direct seeded and not transplanted not even bothered
0: with uh with starting them in the soil box blocks or anything
1: right so that can help lengthen your growing period by starting stuff inside and then moving it out or starting with bedding plants.
0: Well, let's talk about the, the bedding plants. I mean, so that's talking about making, well, potting them in a, in a little thing and, and growing them right inside.
1: Right. So most stuff we try to start about six to eight weeks before we plant outside. Um, most are tomatoes and, and peppers. Um, you don't really want to plant them too early, otherwise they get kind of they can get kind of over mature and leggy and get rip bound in the, in the, in the planter, in the planting container. Um, we do most of our bedding plants, we start in soil blocks. Um, so a little soil blocker that shapes the block and compacts it into, um, little squares that don't have a, so you don't have a container to deal with. You don't have that container to deal with.
0: Yeah, you were telling me about this the other day, about how it actually improves the uh, the root structure inside, if you use root. a soil box block versus those little plastic containers.
1: The theory is is that there's a little air space from the, from the form between the soil blocks, and it's fairly small. It's usually less than a eighth inch or so, but it's a little air space and, and just a gap. So when that root hits, hits the edge of the growing medium, it... Doesn't, it won't grow out into the air as readily and it'll, it will branch out um, within the soil block and give you better rooting structure um, in your soil block. And that helps with um, reducing transplant shock if you have a better root system and not, not those long skinny roots that are so (laughs) wrapped around the outside of the container. Yeah, you see those Um, in the
0: plants you get at uh, like Lowe's or whatever. And you get some of that
1: with soil blocks too, especially on the bottom of the soil block. But um, in general, the theory is, is that you get better rooting structure inside that soil block. And when you transplant it, then you have less transplant shock and it'll take off faster. So we are, uh, I think
0: we covered almost everything we wanted to. Yeah, I think so. I think Um, so sounds good all right hey um so we we're, like i said we're gonna put all these uh, uh, uh seed companies and everything into the link so make sure that you check it out uh, and, and get uh, knowledge that way as well uh, so that you're fully prepared for when you want to start growing but now is the time to start planning
1: well, you're actually a little bit behind you better get on it <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, if, you have, if you want any more, more information from us, our uh, website is www.happydancingturtle.org. Um, thanks for listening. Catch us next week.